Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash VHP and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash VHP. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the Vacant House Podcast, and I am Hayden Snook, joined by none other than Spike Seltzer and Kyle Bargo. So, where have we been? We are so happy to be back, and we have watched the update you want, and we're excited to tell you about it. And we're so glad we get to finally talk to all of you again. So, we're going to, as always, update you on our current lives before we update you on our past lives, since it feels like it's been six or seven years since we've talked to you. Uh, but we're going to start off. Uh, Bargo, what's happening in your world lately? We lost a kickball game again. Oh, and I hate losing. You and hate it to sucks. see it. Man. Yeah. So, that competitive nature just struggles with you, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like junior out of football again, right? We just, can't, we just can't learn to win. We have the team. We have the people. We just can't execute. Do you think it's a lack just... of chemistry? or? No, I don't think it's chemistry. We have – so in – uh, their kickball league, you field 10. So you have four people in the outfield mm-hmm. and we have 18 people on our team. So I think I said this before, but like our, like I've said, like the 18 people of those 18, like 12 are good. And then the other ones you're just kind of like stuck with, not in a mean so, way. They're all great people, but yeah. it's like, you have to go through the batting order and then all so your good thinking, players. So you're thinking you just haven't found the right rotations yet. We found the right rotation tonight. We had our best rotation. There and we go. scored six runs in the first inning, but then all these different three and outs just they just mess you up, you know. Yeah. So, do you think it has to do with being associated with the University of Pittsburgh, or? Uh, you mean with because UPMC? as we know, the University of Pittsburgh like fails at everything. Well, except it's sponsored by UPMC, and they are a fantastic organization. For yeah, those of you that UPMC don't know about UPMC, there's not a single company better to work for than UPMC. I bleed purple. Uh, life-changing medicine. It's it's all about the kids. It's it's life, man. Yeah. Nothing hey, nothing gets uh, more exciting than UPMC saved mm-hmm. my mother's life. And if mm-hmm. they want to give me a job, hit me up. Thanks. Absolutely. Or yeah. they'll they'll leave you on read. Yeah. <laughs> and put the status as in consideration. <laughs> they'll get they'll get around to it. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I didn't even know they had. A I even messaged. I messaged a recruiter today, actually, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. just to see like what in consideration means. And she literally told me that, well, first of all, she said, I'm a recruiter for nursing, not corporate jobs. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, but, but the status says in consideration. Like, does that, what does that mean usually? And she's like, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, wow. great. Love it. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, it's, it's glad. I'm glad that everyone in this, in this huge company are all on the same page about everything. That makes me feel really good. <laughs> you're only in charge of how many people's lives yeah not that many if you think about it but what about you guys what are you up to or i guess spike next right mine is mine is really a really long um update I'm I, I thought you had a lot of really good updates about your life right no i don't that we were gonna actually. all talk about no we're not. We, were talk about it. <laughs> or we can talk about it off uh, okay continue uh, yeah. i'm very sunburned 
<laughs> like it's it's bad. Like it's enough. That's in that's my what's new, is that I am like deathly sunburned. I don't hmm. know what happened. And it's in, I have like weird patterns on my stomach and on my back. <laughs> like I don't know. Some uh, Ben said that it was like a Batman symbol. Someone else said it was like a whale tail. So I don't know like what I was doing or what was on my back when I was laying out in the sun or whatever. But there's like a random patch like on my spine in the middle of my back that's peeling. And then my right shoulder just looks like some sort of weird thing growing on it. It's 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 disgusting. Like I'm not taking my shirt off for anybody for at least the next week. I, I wonder you, if it's like uh, third degree burns from that. Dude, I don't like, know. Like fire. I put sunscreen on like twice. Like every no. day, and we were—I mean, we were there maybe what? How long per day? Like three hours? Yeah, two, three hours. Yeah, yeah and I, I reapplied like, like two or three times, and I mean, it just roasted me. Yeah, but like all that fire you have in your Tinder game, it's like probably Ooh. burning your skin off. I, I, I. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not responding. I thought you were gonna make a firefighter joke at first. <laughs> I would have really <laughs> liked that. Shout, Shout out, Josh Patron. Yeah. Thanks for the hundred twenty-five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, we 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 missed the drone. That's for sure. Aldo had we no one to take this. care of. Did 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 nobody else get burnt? I I did. Fa- I got in the ears a little bit. Yeah, my nose is peeling a little bit. My but my nose always peels. I don't understand. Like I, I just don't understand. So uh, if I had to take a stab at it, and by no means am I a medical person or doctor i do work for a great company that provides <laughs> great quality care um but i would assume that from diving in spike ball you had sand on your back yeah and then there was a spot that wasn't sandy and that's oh, where like your patches yeah. come from we should can we call you patches yes patches patches <laughs> good lord i think that's a really I mean, cute like nickname i already have a nickname but it's kind of evolved into your name. Now you need a new nickname. Yeah, okay, well, that'll only work for like the next like three days. Okay. So you're more than welcome to call me Patches for the next so, three days. So you're assuming that you're it's going to go away and you don't have permanent sunburn for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now you're freaking me out. Oh, my gosh. Can you – there wouldn't be much worse than that. Just like having to peel. Yikes. Over well, and it's, over and it's, over it's definitely gotten a lot better, like – so I'm hoping by the end of the week, it's just kind of gone. At least I don't even mind the peeling. It's just like, it's still like sometimes when my, when my shirt touches a certain spot, like it, it burns. Oh yeah. And it's been since what Saturday that we were outside. So it's been a good, what, four days. I knew yeah. something was hurting you whenever you were walking around the house shirtless. And anytime you like moved a certain way, you would grimace. And Oh my gosh. Dude, I like, was- yeah, I was it like, hurt. Must be really hurting because you were fire. Oh my! And Allie was even fire red on her rear end, and yeah, she, she wasn't <laughs> even grimacing as much as you were. Uh, well, and then and then Ben would put some of that aloe stuff on me, and that stuff hurt even worse. Yeah, really. I thought yeah. it was supposed to help you. It, it is, but like at first, I mean, it's like cold, and then it kind of burns a little bit. And that first, like the initial like five to ten seconds that it's on there, just was killer. Yeah, it's almost it's, like an icy hot. Yeah. But. Although I I love that smell. Yeah, no, that is that, that is the best smell. So that is a very I love those dogs. Those <laughs> yes. dogs are great. It's been three weeks. Those dogs have been waiting to bark. <laughs> yep. Yes, they were. Hold on. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my All god. Right. I actually hey, Spike, I actually that? knew something was up with you whenever you weren't hitting every single pong cup this weekend. Okay, the first night I was. You you absolutely were. Yeah, I'm not trying to paint a different was. picture, but yeah. you absolutely no, were. You, you want to know what I think it was, to be honest. And I'm not coming up with excuses. Mm-hmm. Um I think because the first night I was on the one side. And then the rest of the time I was on the other towards the kitchen. And you you can attest. Now I will fully admit, yes, I lost. But you can admit how many how many of mine went in and out. Have never seen, and it was no joke, probably five or six straight shots to where they went in, curved around, and came out like almost like a finger ball, but no one even touched it. And I was getting we were all, so mad. And I understand I would be mad too. Like that was that was a wild like series of events. It was insane. But I mean I didn't I thought it was something with that one specific cup. And I looked at yeah, it, it, was it was literally the exact same filled as, as all the other ones. So I was like, I have no idea what's going on, but let's keep it this way. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and the famous words of whoever, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Absolutely. Hayden. Hayden. Yes. What's new with you, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, bud. Uh, you know, what's new, bud? Not much. You know, just just kind of chilling, you know, <laughs> doing things uppity-uppity, you know. Driving. Yeah. Driving a lot, selling a lot. You know, you're going somewhere job. next week, aren't you? I am going to a place. Yes. <laughs> can you can you can you tell us where that place is? It's uh, it rhymes with pile of wood. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going. Kyle the dude. Wild Kenny wood, wood, New Kenny good. Oh. Ah, we were all we were close. Yeah, we were close. Burgo, I'm actually surprised you know where Kennywood is. I live here now. Nice. <laughs> Good news. I'm also living with you. You just yes. can't know it. Yeah, you're actually down in the basement, and you just. Well, we did come up. We did come up with that idea that we all live on the same block, and that has been an idea. So, not to branch off, but Tommy had mentioned this to me. So he obviously drives around and does sales too, and. One of the neighborhoods, it's a really, really nice neighborhood. He was driving around, and it's these houses that they all share. It's a picture, like a, it's three houses that they all look the same, but they share a wall. So oh like, my. so like you would literally, you know how there's like the the houses that all look the same that are beside each other that are like the I forget what that's yeah. called the, the townhouses that are all like the yes. same. Yes. Like it's like that, but it's like picture like a big house, like almost like Jared's house or like my mom's house, like a house like that. But it's three of them that are stacked beside each other, and you all have like a shared yard in the background. And I and I was like, when I first drove by it, whenever he told me about it, I was like, I I can't believe this is actually a thing. And then I drove by it when we were looking at one of our houses that we were gonna consider renting uh, up in Robinson area. And uh, oh my god, would that be cool? But, like if you had two people, like two groups of people, like two families that you were really close with, like that would be awesome because they're they're obviously dis like not I wouldn't say discounted like cheap. But like, it's not like going and buying like a really really nice house price, because you're sharing. See, I think that'd be think so be super sick. Cool. Yeah, that'd be so sick. Like, I don't know. I, I I guarantee people would disagree with me here, but I really don't care. Um, if you just like got a house, and there were just like a few just like either single people living there or like bigger than an apartment. So take mm-hmm. an apartment where like single roommates are living together, or you know double couples or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and just. They have, you know, good paying jobs or whatever. They just have a house together. Like, mm-hmm. I think that'd be so much fun. Mm-hmm. I completely especially agree. If it's, especially if it's big enough that you have your own areas too. Like, you know, it's not like a small apartment where you have to see each other all the time. Right. 
So like ours is kind of pushing that. Like obviously you're talking like larger scale, but the yeah. fact that like we don't have like we have the downstairs area that's shared, but we could literally the first week we were here, I think we saw each other like two or three times because we were all really busy that week to where like yeah. you can literally go into your house at, at a random time not see anyone never have to conflict with like the bathrooms the sink stuff like that like it's just everyone's own space and then it, you're obviously paying a lot cheaper than if you're living by yourself like Brittany yeah. was looking she's obviously going to move out here like come october november and she was looking at places uh close to here at the same mount washington area but for her and i and it would be double what we would pay if she just lived here so it's like if if you can strike that balance and you find people that you could live with that you can tolerate and that you like and you're not seeing you're not like forced you're not like roommates like a Juniata where by the end of 6 months you're absolutely sick of each other. And I know Snook and I were that to that point sophomore year because we were around the same three people for a year yeah. with like I don't, I don't think I was sick of you. <laughs> yeah, I was I was yeah. I mean if you think with, with all the love to Isaac Orndorff, I was totally sick of Isaac Orndorff, yeah. and I love you, buddy. But yeah. Well, I was God. sick of Aldo, and then I remember Orndorff and I fought when he moved out. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, because of the trash can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was one little thing. I, he threw he threw a piece of paper in the trash can. You told him to get it out because you just dumped the trash. And he was just like, <laughs> no, you pick it up. And then our summers, <laughs> we didn't talk the entire summer because of that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was nuts. Wow. But yeah, that'd be super cool to do. To have like a joint house with each other or even like just live in the same neighborhood to where or like, yeah, just even close yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, I, I don't necessarily want to live like near my parents. Like I don't want to live mm-hmm. like, now I always say I want to move south with that, which I do, mm-hmm. but it's not like I want to be that far away from them. I just right. want to go south. Sure. But I also don't, I also, and no offense to people who live near their parents or their grandparents or whatever. I also don't want to live like right beside or in like the mm-hmm. same block as them, but yeah. I would like to do that with like, my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, it, and it pays off in the long run too with, with, with your kids too. Like it helps them as well, whether it be, you know, babysitters or, or carpooling or anything like that. It, it helps just with, with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our our kids could either grow up to love each other or hate each other. I'm hoping the latter. And then Hayden's daughter gets pregnant from your son. And then, yeah, you guys have a, a kid together technically. I yeah. hope to God I never have a daughter. Can we talk about that? <laughs> no, wait, explain why. Why Why do you say that? I, I, I hope you guys like somewhat agree with me, but the... I want to hear your take, that's why, and then I'll the, see if I agree. The situations men face in life are, I feel like, less drastic than women. Not to sound like sexist or anything, but men have it a lot easier than women, I think. And... It, Imagine being the father of a daughter who has to experience these situations and then she has to, she comes home to you and you have to explain or, or walk her through them and, or your mother, like your wife has to, and you have to be there to listen in on it. It just, it just seems super stressful and, and nothing against like having a daughter. If I had a daughter, I would love her very much and help her through life. It's just, it, it sounds whew, really tough. See, I agree with you and I'm going to take it as this way that I would I, yeah, absolutely. Would I mind having a daughter? Like, no. Like, I would love it just as much as if I had a son. Um, I would feel bad for her having me as a dad because, <laughs> oh my gosh, like if she if she com- can, can you picture me with like a little girl like coming up to me and telling me some of her issues, telling me her problems, telling me whatever. Like, I, I would have no idea what to do. I already can't handle women. 
<laughs> but she's not a woman. No, but she'd be a little girl, which is even worse for me. Like, like I, I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know how to relate. Like, I just, like, I would feel bad for my daughter if she had me as a father because I, like, oh my gosh, I would have no idea what I'm doing. I would have no idea what I'm doing with a son, but at least, like, I can relate and put myself in his shoes a little bit. Not um, until he's, like, it? five, though. You know what yeah. I mean? But, 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 but I'm talking about, like, daughter isn't a whole, like, I mean, just like growing up i mean past five yeah. i still have would have I've, i would have less and less of an idea the older she gets yeah i mean i don't know i'm not going to disagree that women have it harder i think we're turning into a society where it's getting less and less uh, yes. because we're exposed to all the different things that that people see i think we've had this discussion before and i don't want to go too deep into it but i feel like whenever you try to victimize a certain group of people or talk about how a certain group of people is neglected or discriminated against the groups that aren't mentioned in that, which technically are the ones that are privileged end up being discriminated upon because those people don't get any sort of special treatment. So like in the Mm -hmm. workplace, you have people that you have all these people like talking about diversity. So there may be a workplace, a smaller company, what, what have you, where they're purely they they can't say it but they're purely looking for someone in the LGBTQ community to say that they have that uh inclusion and all these different things that you necessarily wouldn't get if you were a white male but to your point like obviously those things are there for a reason there's there's women in IT is a, is a valuable program um and you have all these different like things that are set up to try to help people out like how they were, how they're like not chosen to live. It's just like they're con- uncontrollables, I guess. Um, so it's like, you'd be a great father. Oh, sorry. I, I am talking more about like, okay. So like we flipped the switch here. I'll tell you what we, we have, but yeah. it's, in, but I, I'm well, loving this because, mm-hmm. because I, and I hope, I hope any of the, the ladies out there who listen to this, like understand where, where we're coming from as, as males. Cause we're not like, we're not talking bad about them at all. Like I'm, right. I'm actually on their side. I'm talking mm-hmm. bad about myself and that. So like I grew up with a brother, a dad, uh, a mom, like a, 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 a male dog. Rascal. Mom, yeah. <laughs> Rascal, who I love so much. Um, my mom has her own bathroom. So like, like uh, I say my own mom has her own bathroom for this. Like we went on vacation this past week and the girls were like getting on me about not putting the seat down. Well, like wh- when have I ever had to do that before? Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like just little things like like I just don't understand women, ladies, little girls like I so I'm just talking about like babies I'd be fine, little girl would be fine, but as soon as like she starts to age, it's like if you had a graph, like the higher she goes up in age, the lower I would have any idea what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I know that no pa- no new parent knows what they're doing. Right. No. And that but that's kind of what I was uh getting at. I wasn't uh, I wasn't necessarily trying to point out how like women struggle in the world like but more like women getting um evolving into the women that they become you know what i mean yeah. all those experiences and, I know and exactly dating boys mm-hmm. and dating boys and and having their hearts broke and i like, am absolutely all the emotional impact of, of females it just seems mind-boggling to me I, and i guess it's because we're men you know and i right. and i know and i go we're we're all of us might be kind of like this. I'm not saying I'm like, this is me. I'm just saying this is kind of like the type of mindset that I have. I'm definitely the old school dad 
that like if I, when I turn into a dad, um, where like I meet the kid, I'm I'm not mean to him, but you know I'd let him know that you know my daughter is to be respected. She's to be home at a certain time. Um, I'm not gonna be like the dad sits there with a, a shotgun, but kind of like metaphorically, that's Sammy's like, dad. Yeah, like but but seriously, that's <laughs> kind of like that's kind of like how I would be though, just like kind mm-hmm. of like the the rough and tough. Um, but as far as like, I, I just wouldn't understand what I'm doing. I I, I so a, a kid a uh, a boy. I would at least understand, you know, when he comes up to me and says, you know, I don't like girls. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, cause he's eight and he hates girls and thinks they're icky. And then all of a sudden he starts to like girls and he has girlfriends. Like I can at least put myself in his, in his shoes. If, if, if uh, my daughter comes up and says that to me, I, I would have no idea what the hell to say. <laughs> yeah. I think like the relatability is, is definitely a, a problem once she gets older. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be, I'd have a hard time not being that dad that tries to be intimidating because yeah, it, it's your daughter, especially if you only have one kid or you only have one girl, like, yeah. which I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if I'd want more than one girl. Cause I feel like one would already be a handful, but regardless, like, I feel like the more that you get into all of that, uh, the more issues that come out of it that you necessarily can't deal with. So that's like a Britney thing, right? And yeah. then you feel like you're out of the loop and you're not doing your job as a parent when realistically, like you're not the person you might be the person she comes and cries to, but you're not going to have the answers that she's necessarily looking for because you can't go in her shoes. My bigger issue is some of the guys we went to college with, like mm-hmm. thinking about how they are and thinking about how a daughter that I could have could be dating a guy like that and how I would put up with it without overstepping. And isn't that, isn't that the, like a scary question to ask yourself is like, if you had a daughter and you take yourself right now, so say like you guys were both single like me. And isn't that a scary question where you ask yourself, would you want your future daughter dating somebody like you? And well, it's like, I think, I think in a lot of instances, like, yes, mm-hmm. but there are definitely some instances where like, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a scary thought. And I think that's why a lot of these dads get intimidating because like, it, it makes them like subconsciously feel better because they know that they weren't like Mr. Goody two shoes either. Exactly. But they would never admit that because no, that's no. like the, the, the thing you have the front you have to show off. Yes. Yes. I, I know it's funny because I was just talking to Aldo uh, on our car ride down to the beach. I was, we were literally talking about this exact same thing. Yeah. And I was saying about how uh, he'd be one person that like we were talking about, like if, if him and Trone had kids at the exact same time, if they were both yeah. boys, like it would literally turn into a competition between like Aldo and Trone of whose kids better at like certain sports. Like it's funny how you l- honestly live through your kids once you have kids from what everyone yeah. says. Right. Which is yeah. why you have the baseball dads that get way too into it because like they might not have been the guy. I feel like the dads that get way too into it are either the ones that baseball was their life. And they're like very, very competitive or it was the opposite. They didn't have the opportunity and experience. So they want their kid to have that experience. Right. Um, so I feel like people can get like way too into it. We were joking about uh, how Aldo and Trent's kids were the same age. Uh, if, if Aldo had a girl and uh, she brought Trone's kid home, oh like, <laughs> like, like how he would treat that. And he was like, oh. yeah, I would, he's like, yeah, I would tell him to get the hell out of here and I'm going to beat his ass. And then he's like, yeah, yeah Trent, Trent's going to come over and tell me like, Oh, what's wrong with my kid? <laughs> and then we're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's it's just so funny imagining like we already have all these different layers in our lives and imagining it because those kids are what we make of them too yeah like everyone has yeah. their own identity but you're shaping and forming them from when they're young so theoretically they turn into either the best version of you or the worst version of you depending on how you raise them right yeah. isn't yeah. that crazy to think about it is crazy so and like, I know, yeah. I know that we're all going to make great dads, yeah. you know, God willing, we, we are all blessed enough to have children, but it, it's just, it is a super, super, super scary thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys, do you guys have any friends that, uh, you think would be great dads, but tell you that they don't want kids? Do you have mm-hmm. any friends like that? I don't, I don't think I have any male friends, um, who's. I don't think I don't think I have any friends that have said they don't want kids. So I have one very good friend. He doesn't want to have kids, and it really surprises me because I do think he would be a really great dad. He would be. I mean, he's just he would be. phenomenal with everybody. He's yeah. a very personable person, and it's just it's crazy to think that he doesn't want to have kids. Even though I'm like, man, if anyone doesn't need to have kids, it's me, man. If you need, you need to have kids because your kids are gonna be awesome when they grow up. Like, <laughs> I don't know, and especially because his girlfriend is even like super like kind and caring. But mm-hmm. then sometimes if you mix both two kind and caring people and raise a kid, it might end up actually a bad thing. I don't know. Spoiled brat. You know? Yeah, was, yeah. Can't have everything handed to him. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if they'd be like that. But I'm just saying, like. If, if you're good to your kid all your life and then they go to college and they're finally free from you and then they go crazy. Mm-hmm. We saw that firsthand because Bargo and uh, Spike, like we we had some freedom in high school. We got to do whatever we kind of wanted. Not like yeah. everything we ever wanted, but we got to go to, and do things and experience things. And we got to see when we got to college, people go crazy. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. that, and, that's, and that's why – but that's because we weren't stupid with our freedom. And that's that's where these kids get into trouble is like they think they can do whatever they want and they can't. Like we weren't dumb with our freedom. We like went to Burger King. We went on like rides to Walmart. We just hung out. Like we weren't right. stupid about it. Mm-hmm. I think even when you get to college though, like Hayden, I feel like we had this same mentality. And I, I don't want to speak for you, Spike, but I would imagine it, it comes from like everyone. But, like, I know I kind of flipped the switch from high school to college and kind of thought of it as a new start as opposed to continuing what I'm doing. And that's why, like, freshman year was such a struggle, at least the first semester, because I was trying to be someone I wasn't. Because, honestly, like, when you get there, the your expectations of college, it's kind of like when we talked about middle school. Like, middle school was painted by Ned's Declassified and all these different shows about how mm-hmm. – it might have been the worst thing in the world. It might have been the best thing in the world. But what we got was a very like middle ground. You have people that you don't want to be around that don't care to be in school that are just assholes about everything. And then you have great people that you're surrounded by and you're learning and you're growing and you're finding what you want to do. Um, I feel like college, you get that. But people just try, especially people that are far from home. I mean, Stephen Chu comes from California. I mean, there's people that come from across from different countries and they get there and it's like everything you could have possibly known is no longer the same in Huntington, Pennsylvania, where there's Confederate flags everywhere, or it's a liberal arts school where like you get the complete two different worlds, right? From, from like the actual town itself and then the college. So like, I feel like when you get there, you can swing heavily to one side based on like what, you know, where you've grown up, what you want to do, 
or you just kind of float in the middle when you're trying to like figure out who you are. And mm-hmm. that's why I love Juniata's tagline when they had it, which was think about who you are. And now it's something different, which is like, you mean uh, think of all act. Yeah. I don't like think of all act. No, that, the new one is think about who you are. Is it? Yeah. That's the new one. No. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I don't know. I like, I like them both, I guess. I don't know. Regardless that, that guess I just, whatever. Either liked, way, you, you kind of see I, my I, point. Like when, when you get there, you have different expectations. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to have a good, I mean, we had talent on the football team, but like, I thought we were going to do a lot better than we did. And then we just ended up not doing it. And it, that's nothing it to change. It's like reality almost hits you in the face a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really easy to lose yourself yeah. in, in that those moments of change, like especially extreme change. So going from living with your parents and having everything given to you and do, uh, them doing your laundry and cooking every meal to having to take care of yourself is such a drastic jump. Mm-hmm. And, and like, like luckily for me, like my parents always like taught me how to do the dishes, taught me how to do my laundry, all that type of stuff. But some kids didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. And they just had everything kind of given to them. And yeah. it, it really is – it's hard for some kids to adjust. Wow, we really went on a – I love it though. If, yeah, like, if, wow. like, if I can, Bargo. Yeah. Um, I thought you made a really good point about – what was it you said about college is that um, when, you, when you go there, you should kind of continue life instead of just thinking you need to just – Right. You should just continue what, with you who you are and continue to evolve as opposed to like letting college – like letting college mold you as opposed to just like – yeah. So I think – people fall into two different areas. So I was actually the complete opposite where, and you said, you said you try to be someone you're not and try mm-hmm. to just cut off high school kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I was, I kind of kept that and I was kind of backwards. Cause I had a girlfriend at this point and mm-hmm. I, I was like, I didn't think I should make any friends. I didn't think I should go out and do anything. Um, and I think it's just so important. Cause in what other, cause if you think about it, like in what other area of life, do you just say, I'm going to completely just act like this part of my life didn't happen and, right. and, and go towards, you know what I mean? Like if right. you get a new job, does that mean you can't talk to your coworkers anymore? Does that mean you can't be friends anymore? Does that mm-hmm. mean you don't remember that? It's like, for some reason we have this idea that yes. Is it, is it furthering who you are as a person? Sure. Like I, I would say you learn more in college just on the fact that you're living on your own and making friends and you do the actual education purposes of it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason people just think that you have to completely just like change who you are. And this is my chance to start over. No, you're your own person. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 I've never understood that. And I did, I did the exact opposite where I, I chose not to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I never understood that about college. Why you, why people have to, you know, change completely everything. Just, yeah. Just completely change and completely be like, Oh, I'm going to go off to college. I don't, my high school friends don't mean anything or I'm going to go off to college. My high school friend, you know, I'm not going to meet anybody there. I know anyway, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's confusing. Now, do you regret that at all, Spike? Oh, do, 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 do. I, I can't because I, I love my friends now. In fact, I think, do I, sh- should I have acted that way? No, but I think because I kept all of my friends kind of where they are, they're, my, my, you know, my best friends for life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't change that. Sh- should I have acted a different way? Sure. But I, I think everything happens for a reason. I think that the, the best friends that I have right now are who I was always meant to be best friends with. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that I can't make 
very, very good friends in the future too. It's not right. like high school and college are the only times you can make really, really good friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think the, the big reason why I even got that way, at least initially, and it's not, again, it's not all a negative thing. Everyone treats every, every experience in their life different. I mean, you never know what someone else is truly thinking unless you major in psychology. And then do you actually know until you have a master's degree in psychology? I don't know. It's kind of useless, but like, I don't know. I think that when you're coming in, especially like for Juniata, when you're a smaller school, if you're some kid from Maine and you come to a small private school, you don't know, like I said before, you don't know exactly what you're getting into. You found a major that you like online. You maybe visited campus once. You saw that it's a race town like you have all this nice like rural area and you want to major in environmental science or something. Everything you could have possibly known in terms of all your friends chances are no one else is coming from Maine so you got to literally kind of implant yourself and treat surround yourself by a lot of different people and see okay is this the kind of people that I like to be around and I found quickly that the people I like to be around were the same people that I like to be around in college because or in, in high school because I mean you guys are our, our two the friend groups kind of I mean, we just went to the beach with a bunch of the kids from college with Aldo, Ben, Burnick. I mean, and that's what I mean. Is right. Just like because, it all just, yeah, just because, no. And I want you to go right back to, it. I just wanted mm-hmm. to kind of, and, that, and that's what I mean is that like, just because I didn't really, not that I didn't get along with people at Penn state. Sure. I just like, I, and Hayden, you can attest to this too. You remember when you and Brock came to arts fest the one time and mm-hmm. about five minutes in, you were like, Spike, I kind of understand why you think you don't fit in here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, all it took was one look around. And, and I'm not was... saying that all 20,000 guys and all 20,000 girls I wouldn't have get along, gotten along with. I'm not saying that. But they, they like, instantaneously, when we were walking around Arts Fest, they looked around and they were like, like, this just isn't Spike's crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and, what, and, I meant, and what I'm saying is that I'm super glad that I did come to Juniata and made those friends because I, mm-hmm. I mean – I I told Aldo when when we were leaving like let's not go another year of not talking like because me and him yeah. just picked up conversation like nothing me and Ben have gotten like super close the last few times that we have hung out and it's mm-hmm. like I, I I love them both and I, and I hope we can continue our friendship so it's like you have so many opportunities in life and for some reason we think we only have like four years of college to to, to do this and so we completely change ourselves and it's mm-hmm. weird yeah absolutely and kind of where I was going with that was like when you come in you could be just a random student that comes in and they, you have to like pick up and, and figure out who you like, but coming into football, you live and breathe football, but you, if you live it, if you truly live and breathe football for the three weeks that we have for camp, you're going to go absolutely nuts because it just becomes like this information overload. So like, I know by senior year, freshman year, Hayden, you could agree. It sucked. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like camp is just a drag. And we knew we knew each other. We knew JM. We knew Craig. And then by having like a, a pretty solid, and, and we knew Phil too, but obviously he didn't come to camp. But we had the solid group of, of four or five people, four in camp, that we had, like other people would come to us, like Aldo or Janoko, that didn't really know that many people. And then they would instantly gain like four people that are kind of in their corner. And that's kind of what we saw happen with our tower um, from 201, 301, 401. But I think in those three weeks, like you have to make friends. It's just life. If you go and move, Spike, if you move down south like you talked about, like, yeah, you'll still come and talk to us and we'll still be really, really good friends. But I feel like you can't necessarily just say, like, 
shelter yourself and be like, okay, I'm just going to go no. work my job. I'm going to come home. I'm going to watch Netflix and that's going to be it. You'll find friends, like work friends, yeah. other people like that. And that's something I've told Ben about too. Like Ben has friends in his program, but Ben, all the other people in Ben's uh, master's program right now for geology, geophysics are not at all like him. Yeah. They're all from different backgrounds, mostly from different countries. I believe he's one of two white people, Caucasian people in his program and the other person is in their first year now. So it's like, it's hard for, for someone like that. Like Ben at Juniata liked going to the gym and he liked hanging out with us and drinking. And that's two things that these people from what he said, don't do. So it's like, when you feel like you're around people that you can't relate to, you're not going to open yourself up. No. And that's what I often think about too. Like when we're at secrets, like, and we can get into some of this too, but we were at, at secrets, which is like the big, like, would you would it be a club in Ocean City? It's like uh, yeah, multiple would, yeah. bars. It's like a bar slash club. I mean, it's 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 sort of similar to, to Tequila Cowboy, just kind of mm. like beach though. Yeah, and much bigger to where you can get lost. And like, yeah. technically, you can get lost in TC, but it, it's a little hard. Um, yeah. But I've I've gone to Secrets twice, and of course, we're all not in the best frame of mind. But I literally, we've lost people every time we went. <laughs> so it, it's definitely hard in that regard. But we were literally the life of the party. And that's something I feel like we've said a lot. And that just kind of shows like, I think I feel like, and maybe it's selfish, but I feel like we always give off as a group. We always give off this inclusive, like come join us. We're just, re- we're relatable. We're cool guys yeah. vibe mm-hmm. to everyone else. I mean, we had two random strangers come up to us and say, Old Jen. Oh, you look mm-hmm. like you're naturally living here. Like they, yeah. they thought we were actually from town mm-hmm. how we were acting, but no, yeah. we were just so loose and open it didn't like it, it literally took five minutes for us to go in there, get drinks and start dancing in the front near the mm-hmm. bands, getting the band involved with us. Like, right. It's and, just it was super easy. But do you ever sit and think like, how do other people view you? Because like there's people that and I'm not talking like you as an individual, but as a group, because I feel like we were good yeah, in that well, situation. It, we're good in that scenario. But like. For example, there's been people that I meet that I don't necessarily meet and I don't get a good first impression. Like there's people that are standoffish to where if I talk to them one on one, they're great people. But if they're in a group of people that they feel like they have to impress or they're in a group that they just feel like they're like if I go to a bar and I want to talk to two other people, I don't really care if some random person comes up and wants to talk to me. I'm not going to give them the time of day because my whole evening was about these two people. Right. Yeah. Um, But I always think about like how I I view other people and how they would view me because some of the people in groups at Penn State, I feel like Penn State and bigger schools have to be clicky because you don't know everyone and you're yeah. not going to be that person and you're definitely not the person that is just throwing yourself out there trying to make friends with people that, especially people that like give you the vibe that they're douchey, but you don't know yeah. unless you talk. You know what I mean? It's just like it, no, it's and, hard and, to even like get get a footing in something like that. And I'm okay, yeah. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person mm-hmm. that if, if I ever introduce you to a friend, you're mm-hmm. you're going to understand why they're my friend. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. Like I'm just not the type of person. I'm sure you guys are too. That's just going to like accumulate quote unquote friends. Mm-hmm. Like, but you really don't have anything in common with them. You yeah. you really don't like uh, not uh, acquaintances. Yeah, and the type of friends that like outside of maybe work or outside of maybe getting drinks where you're a little bit looser, you, you would have no idea what to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I feel like at one point, I mean, Hayden, you have a friend that, and I guess he's all a friend to where he literally, that's, he has so many friends, but it's like, to what 
extent. And I, I feel like that's kind of how I was like sophomore, junior year where I tried to be friends with everyone. And then you spread yourself too thin and you can't give the people you actually care about the time of day. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I completely understand what you mean. It's if you, if you try to impress so many people, mm-hmm. you end up, uh, I guess, unimpressing a, a bunch of people as well. Yeah. Cause right. it's like, then it comes off as fake almost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, here, that, that's, so here's yeah. a question. Here's a question. So when we were talking about secrets and we're, and we're kind of all just dancing in the front and now other people are dancing too. It's not like a bunch of people are just kind of sitting there at the bar and we're dancing and everyone's just kind of looking, but do you, th- what do you, th- what are the percent chances? What do you think the percentage like odds were that, that people were enjoying it and people were judging it? What would you say? Like 75% to 25%? See, for me, I would say it's like a 90, 10. And the reason I say that is we were having a genuine time and yeah, like Ben and Bar- like we were all kind of making fools of ourselves. Like Ben was literally dancing in front of the stage when Dude, no ben. one else was up there and he was doing like a, you guys yeah you guys do the bend dance right <laughs> oh my gosh the bend dance is the greatest dance of all time but like i feel like when you're drunk like not everyone's drunk in secrets at 10 o'clock but i feel like the, the deeper you get into the night the more people don't judge and they just want to be a part of everything yeah which is why like you see like videos go viral on barstool or you've all been at college parties where like someone's trying it's like a big beer pong game and someone hits a shot and like everyone goes crazy even though you have absolutely nothing invested with these people yes. you might not even know them but it's just like that moment spike kind of like uh state patties when we play that three or four <laughs> overtime game with those two guys yeah like, that was ridiculous that was a ridiculous game i think we've talked about it before we, but it got yeah. to the point where everyone in that room was watching it and then yeah. when that game ended like we had a relationship with those two guys across from us as like a respect thing right yeah they respected and, and us. like yeah and they i guarantee even if you can't read people the best you would think in that scenario that it's like they're thinking the exact same way that we are like damn yeah. these guys that was an all of fun that was a great game right yeah yeah so do you, just speaking off that point of uh whether or not people were actually enjoying it, watching us or being annoyed by it. Uh, not to sound, uh, I guess, cocky or anything, but do you think the people that were looking at us having fun like that were like being upset because they wanted to have that much fun and they weren't having that much fun? I think or... people just get so, and this is, this is kind of like, this is my personality when I, when I don't have a couple drinks with on me anyways, like, you just shouldn't care. You know mm, what I mean? Like yeah. I, you guys know me. I'm kind of like, you know, all over the place and you just, you just can't care. You <laughs> That's can't... a great way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, like you, but, but you can't, like if you spend all that time just like worrying about, you know, this person probably thinks I'm super weird. Like that's just such a sad life to live. Like, mm-hmm. and, 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 and people say this all the time and, and I, I love this quote. I don't know if it's the exact quote, but like normalcy it. I would rather be weird than normal, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yep. You're more yeah. memorable that way. You're more personal yeah. that way. People can talk to you. Like, I don't know. I just, when people kind of like judge and just think like, oh, you should be doing that. Or that's weird. Oh, they're over the top. Those are like the most boring and miserable people. Yep. You often find. Right. Well, and yeah. the way I like to think about it is like anyone can be a cookie cutter. Like anyone can go to the store and get. A, a template on how to make a certain kind of cookie and they can make that and then they can bring it into like a potluck or a luncheon or something. But four or five other people could have that exact same cookie cutter and make the exact same food. And then what that doesn't make you stand out at all. 
Whereas like you're shaping your own destiny and like your own life by being different. Um, funny enough, uh, we had our report out, I guess we've really, we've, we haven't recorded since July 4th. So, I mean, it's been forever, but we had our big, uh, our big report out presentations for work and, uh, to where they're on floor 62, they're in front of 60, 70 people, 30 or 40 of them being executives and managers and in all of it. Um, and one of the first things I got there and I was all suited up, of course, like there's certain things like there's good distinctions, like to where like, okay, I was gonna say there's, there's bad distinctions to where like you might not be wearing a belt or you might have like jeans on. And obviously that's going to like rub people the wrong way. But one of the first things that uh, my manager said when I got there is he was like, oh, you really brought your Gatorade bottle to this. And I'm like, I'm not going to be someone that I'm not right. Like I'm, I'm going to, yeah. I want to be memorable. Like I, I was, I like, I drink out of a Gatorade bottle every day. Why would I come in here with like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee? Right. Someone, someone said that to you. Yeah. It was my manager. Like as a joke, like we're, we're really close. I mean, like I said, okay. I, I almost, I almost ended up being placed there and then we got all that sorted out. Um, I almost left the program, but like he said it as a joke, but it, it kind of hit me like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually proud of that kind of thing because I'm not going to be someone right. that I'm not to where I'm going to bring this executive cup and I'm going to act like I'm taking notes and I'm going to act like I'm supporting all these programs that I don't actually support. I'm right. just going to be real and authentic because when you're real and authentic and you come off as personable, people appreciate that because like like we said, like anyone can be what they tell you to be. Right. It's, it's your differences that make you stand apart and make you rise above everyone else. And that's in life yeah. in general, I think. Just like um, kind of going off that point. So one of these things that I've been noticing lately is with my customers, I get in these real in-depth, like deep conversations with my customers about like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to do with work. It's just their life. And it's almost as like me being the salesman. I'm also playing that role of their vent, their avenue of venting and talking about their life. And it's really interesting to think about how, they see me and trust me enough to just be like, and I'm that stranger that they can trust enough to go like to tell certain things to like, Oh, my wife's causing me a lot of issues or mm-hmm. uh, my, my kids are really being a pain in my rear end. It's just, it's interesting to hear those types of things. Or I was in the hospital last week, just these personal things that they're telling me knowing that I'm, I'm a stranger. And I like, it's not that I don't care. It's I absolutely care. It's just, I don't have any impact on them whatsoever aside from being a listener. Mm-hmm. And it you're right about like I'm that's just who I've always been where mm-hmm. I I'm I'm easy to talk to and if I'm I'm, I'm a good listener with with people and unless I have my phone on me. <laughs> 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 but but even in those situations though, work situations I don't have my phone on me and mm-hmm. it's just being able to have those one-on-one conversations and it, and I honestly feel that is like a skill almost. And it, it yeah. distinguishes us from, from others. And like mm-hmm. Bargo and Spike, you are both the same way where we can sit down with strangers and have really in-depth conversations with them. And it's, mm-hmm. it's truly a skill. It, it Some kids really suffer with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it it's just those t- little things that distinguish you from others. And like you said, just bringing a Gatorade bottle. That, believe it or not, someone probably noticed you bringing that Gatorade mm-hmm. bottle and yeah. thought, and thought, like, oh, he, he he's being himself. Like, right? Because yeah, everyone definitely... else had everyone else had their Starbucks coffee from yeah. Fifth Avenue, but mm-hmm. while yeah. you had your Gatorade bottle filled up with whatever you have in your Gatorade vodka. Bottle. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but but it's absolutely true. Like, it, it's just like even if someone doesn't think of that, 
in a specific way. It's just how to be memorable. And I feel like it's a fine line on how to be memorable. Like you can look at so many different characteristics. There's definitely bad things to be memorable about, but a lot of the things like they just kind of show who you are as a person, like how you dress. Like if you have a bow tie instead of a tie, like people, some people might view that as like, Oh, they're dressed down. They don't take this serious. And other people are, if you, if you read the room, right. And you know who that person is, they're going to be like, Oh, well, He's, he's all relaxed up there. He knows what he's talking about. He feels like he's okay to wear that kind of thing. Um, but Hayden, talking about your sales thing, that kind of speaks about your character and how they view you too because I know the vendors we worked, we've worked with at work, um, it's hard to open up to salespeople because you open, obviously it's local businesses, but like these, these big, large vendors like Microsoft and Splunk and all these multi-million dollar contracts that we have, it's hard to talk to them because you feel like it's not fake the entire time. Right. And, and there are contacts that my boss has talked about. Like we had a recent vendor that she, you could tell she was BSing you the whole time. She didn't know the product. At the end of the day, we were going to buy that product, but she was just fake and not authentic. And we yeah. talk about all these different things. Whereas like you could have an authentic conversation and there's no value in, in your client opening up to you for them, right? The value is there for you. So the fact that they're opening up means that they, they honestly view you as like a shoulder to lean on and someone that's going to support them because you're supporting their businesses. You're providing them with, with what they need. Right. Right. It's almost like the, the way I kind of described it to my dad one time talking about it was, uh, there's a difference between, Hey, how you doing? And looking them in the eyes and saying, how are you today? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that, that typical, like if sure I can walk into a customer and be like, Hey, how you doing? And then they can just give me their order and I can walk out. But if I'm like shaking their hand and looking them in the eyes and saying, how are you doing today? How was, how was your week? Like mm-hmm. that, that really like brings in that connection, almost that human yes. connection. That's just natural. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's a really valuable piece of sales and, and business in general. Mm-hmm. And And obviously, you know, sales too, like there's, there's people, there's certain clients that might want to tell you a story and might take up your time that if you were viewing it purely from a monetary standpoint, you wouldn't even give them the time of the day because they're not going to buy anymore. They aren't going to lead you to any more like leads or connections. They're just kind of there. They're going to buy your products because they need it for the restaurant or whatnot. Um, but the fact that those people kind of open up and then who knows that kind of person could recommend to their friend opening up this big warehouse. And then that leads to all these different things. And it's just all because of you being yourself and not looking at, at the, at the bottom line as in like, okay, well this person is only giving me this much money. I'm going to spend two minutes in and out and then I'm going to go try to sell this new company and, and make my money. Right. Like you go like above and beyond in terms of that. And even the service that you guys provide, like I know little to nothing about Lewistown paper, but what I do know is that you guys, at least you are super responsive. I mean, even on Brock's bachelor party, there were people calling you saying, Hey, we got a brown paper towel instead of a white paper towel. Can you rush that to us? And then you guys, you're working with Morgan or whoever trying to figure out how to get them their product. When realistically you could have been like, whoever Denise they're the exact same there's no reason you need a, a brown one you know what I mean right it, it's just crazy and it's it's and that's kind of the one thing that just to go into that a little bit that distinguishes Lewistown paper from like other companies mm-hmm. is there's there's not going to speak on the competitors but mm-hmm. other competitors in our industry the salesmen don't even go to the places anymore 
Mm-hmm. They just make cold calls. And once they get the account, they just continue to call and call and call and say, Hey, do you need this? We have this special going on, mm-hmm. but there's, it's different whenever you, ha- you go in with a new product and you have a sample of it and you show them and you show them how it works and, and show them how take a piece of like, it sounds stupid, but you take a, a, a thing ahead of broccoli and you put it in this container and it looks super nice and, and clean. And, and it looks like it's going to fit in your shelf perfectly. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that rather than just taking a picture and, and sending it in an email, you know, right. it's, right. it, it, but believe it or not, I think the, the whole world of just emailing, especially in sales is it's, it's quick and it's convenient, but eventually people are going to get sick of that. And mm-hmm. it, even people in our generation, you can already tell people love experience and, yep. and going and doing things. And if you have a salesman that comes in and puts his time and effort into something, you're going to feel more obligated to sell, buy from him rather than the guy who just calls you on the phone and says, Hey, you need anything this week? Oh, you don't. Okay. Bye. And then hangs mm-hmm. up. So yeah. it's, it's interesting like that. You yeah, can, you can put that with anything with life though. That's the like type of society that we live in now where, you know, you talk to, you know, your, our moms and dads and it was always, we just gave him a phone, you know, we, instead of just texting, we, we gave him a phone call, you know, we, we talked voice on voice or we just showed up at their house, you know, when we were kids and we wanted to hang out, we just knocked on their door face to face. That's just kind of society we live in now where we just like all hide behind phones and screens or whatever. So it's more, you know, you take that at a business standpoint, you just put it in life now. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you have a question. It's like, oh, I'm just going to wait 10 minutes for them to text me back when in reality, you could get the answer if you just called them for five seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like for some reason we just like, I don't know, like we're taking a turn down society where face on face contact and um, meeting people and sharing ideas through face to face contact for some reason is just completely going out the window. Yeah. And I'm interested to see where that's going to go. A funny example was uh, my discover credit card. I lost it like two weeks ago and I know it's not like lost on the street or like it's not a point where it's going to be fraud. So I haven't really acted on it, but two days ago I went to go right when we got back from vacation, I went into the online portal to say that my card was lost or whatever. And it gave me an error saying, Hey, call this number. We can't do this through our portal at this time. Try again later. So instead of calling, I tried yesterday and then I tried today. And I yeah. still haven't called them because I would, I'd rather just click a button and get my card than go through and sitting <laughs> on a phone system, which is ridiculous to think about. Um, another good example, when I was just talking to my dad about this the other day, is that I get my groceries delivered now. And I don't know if I've mentioned that on this podcast or not, but Aldi has this special to where, and it's all of the summer, I imagine they're going to keep it running. I mean, you have Walmart and Amazon. Walmart's literally losing millions of dollars because they're trying to compete with Amazon with the two day shipping and they're not competing in the slightest, but it doesn't matter. They're Walmart. They're still going to get the the brick and mortar business. It doesn't matter. They're losing millions of dollars and it doesn't affect them really. Um, They're willing to take that chance, but Aldi does free deliveries uh, and you actually get $10 off of $35 whenever you order online with Aldi. So I literally have my order, which is just like lunch meats, milk, pizza, chicken, like all this different stuff. I click a button, it pops them all up from last order stuff that I still have. I exit out and then I place my order. And like I said, I get $10 off delivery fees are four bucks. I tip the driver three bucks. And then after tax, I get my groceries delivered absolutely for free. And someone, it opens up the door for someone to come deliver my groceries and get paid for it. Um, we were talking about like 
at, at what point does our society, especially us, because we're the ones that really drive it for the next 20, 30 years, at what point do we start valuing going up and talking to someone physically? Because there's definitely certain things that we don't, we will never adopt. We'll never adopt to where you call someone on the phone, you buy a car and you go and grab it. Like Carvana. I'm sure you guys yeah. have heard of Carvana. I feel like that's not, maybe it's something that'll come in a while, but you're always going to have places like Blue Knob and Cochrane to where you go and physically see the car because it's a big enough purchase that you don't want to just see a picture online and then go get it. Right. Yep. Um, but for certain things like groceries, like I don't care if one egg's broken, eggs are 50 cents at Aldi. So it's like, does that really matter to me? So it's like the convenience and what you value in life that that's really crazy on the corners we're cutting. And at what point, like you said, Hayden, with, with sales, like at what point do people, would they rather make a call and say like, I want this instead of seeing you? And I don't think that point's going to come. There's always going to be room for people that, that want to talk and want to be personal and even just to clarify on questions, like if you see a product physically, especially like big purchases, or if it's something that like a, a restaurant where it's impacting your business directly, why wouldn't you want to see that in person or, or make a connection? Because that long term means much more than you just talking to an agent online. It's crazy or where we're coming or where we're going, where we might be going, I guess. It's scary to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. think of think of all the experiences we had as kids that yeah. people don't necessarily have anymore. Like instead of going to the store, like anytime I go to Walmart as a kid, uh, not every time, but like most of the times that I physically went to Walmart, I would walk down the game aisle and I'd point at a game. And my mom, my mom would be like, "Yeah or no," and then I'd get the game and I'd physically hold it and I'm looking at the back and I'm reading the manual, all excited for when I get home, and then I go and play it. Now parents just order it on Amazon Prime. They get it in two days, they open the box, and they play it, right? What's even as simple as, like, I remember when I was a kid, I I would walk to people's houses and knock on their door and ask if they wanted to hang out. Like, that's mm -hmm. just what we did. Like, with Gravy, with Rodney, with Joe, with Ray. Like, that's what sure. we did. Um, And now, like, I'll hear stories about, like, how, like, moms will, like, plan play dates for, like, their seven-year-olds. And and it's I'm not saying mm -hmm. it's, like, a bad thing. Like, if they live, like, two towns over, yeah. Sure, yeah. But, like, it's in, like, the same neighborhood, and it's, like, what what is going on now and yeah. you know so we laugh at when our parents say back in my day but we're also going to be the same way oh my god yeah we will we're gonna be the same way in certain instances like i, I definitely gonna be the dad where i say back in my day we just went up to the kid's house and we knocked on the door and asked if they wanted to hang out or we just mm -hmm. call, called them up instead of you know texting them and waiting for that magic three dot thing to see that they're typing back yeah and and honestly i think that the people like us that still see value in that type of thing are going to rise above the rest of our generation, whether it be in the workforce or just day to day, making connections and, and talking to people means a lot more than I, I would safely say maybe like a 60, 40 split, maybe even more like 70, 30 to where most people don't want to interact with anyone at all. And instead of sending a message to like in our program, we have an advisor, and then we have our manager, and then our director. Instead of just sending a message online to our advisor saying, hey, I'm doing okay, meeting him for lunch, that, that could open up a whole new conversation about what you're doing, how you like your life, like all these different things that you wouldn't get over like collaboration software like that. And that's what some managers have a really hard time thinking about is we have all these great tools. You can 
you can call anyone in the organization. You all have like a Skype or a Teams account. You can message people. Um, you can sh- share your screen. You can remote in access from home. We have people that work full time from home. And yes, all the capability is there, but you'll never beat the productivity of having 10 people in a room to where they can bounce ideas off of each other. They can talk about their personal lives. They can learn each other inside and out to where they feel more comfortable asking questions they might think are stupid questions. Like, I feel like that type of mentality, there's so much room, even though like to our parents and our grandparents, that was all they had. Like that was our grandparents for sure. That was like their, their life. They didn't go online and order a pizza. They called the pizza place or they drove over to the pizza place and they went and picked it up. Right. Like we, they didn't have no, exactly. that opportunity. And yeah. I feel like we can take advantage of that because everyone else in our generation wants to go down that path too, to where it's like, Oh, I want to be lazy and I want to do this and that and cut corners. And I don't know. It's something I'm, I'm pretty keen on because there's just so much you're right. Our generation, people talk about it all the time. Our generation is lazy because we see how things could be done and how little time we could spend on it, but you're missing out on, on the whole other layer that is interaction is connection. Like everything that, we like about our friends and we like about our social lives, but we don't want it to be interactive with like work with, I don't know, bills, finance, whatever, what have you. Wow. Guys. <laughs> Sorry. I went, I went off there. I wow. mean, I, <laughs> no, I agree. No, I like it though. Like, I, I, like, yeah. I like the setup that we had for this where we yeah. just kind of BS the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we can get some feedback on that. So like we're calling uh, people out. You guys we're gonna call it out here. We we we're done. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Alrighty. So like uh we didn't get to talk about uh our social media platforms. So since we didn't, uh we'd like to remind you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, all of those. Uh, and leave a review. Let us know what you think, especially with this episode. I'm really interested to see what it people think about. It is good to be back. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. definitely gr- glad to be back. And we hope you guys enjoy it as always. And if you're enjoying what you're he- you're uh, hearing, follow us on our social media at Vacant House PC, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We don't usually use Twitter too much, so no. uh, either way. But so the show is wrapped up now. So. And again, I, I really hope you guys leave some feedback because this type of open forum uh, actually turned into a really good episode. So yeah. uh, please hit us up and let us know how things. But uh, as always, thanks for listening and keep those thoughts alive. Mm-hmm.